Born for the pop, give yourself a break so you can kick it back like a couch potato. And life will have to wait till way, way later. Oh boy. So, the other day, I was like, why do parents do this to us? They will get up all of a sudden and they will yell that something needs to happen that very moment. The thing that needed to happen that very moment, according to my father, was bedtime. Believe me, I tried to squeeze a little more fun out of that day and said, What about the five-minute warning? You know you're supposed to do that, right? My dad was not having it. I'm sorry, I completely lost track of time, and it's too late already. There's no time for an extra five minutes. Can I have two more minutes at least to finish what I was working on with my Legos? No. My father stood his ground. It's time to go to bed. Sometimes I find myself being a little dramatic for no good reason. You'll see. Because at that point it was clear my dad was not going to change his mind and he was not demanding anything ridiculous. In fact, I was feeling tired and ready for bed. I think that tired feeling even helped me be more dramatic. Whenever I was a little tired, everything would come out more ridiculously over the top. That is part of why I said, No fair! If you really loved me, you let me stay up longer and let me finish what I was working on. I don't like you anymore, and I'll never talk to you again in my life, ever. I turned around and walked toward my bedroom. I still asked, You gonna come tuck me in though, and check for monsters, right? It is hard not to talk to someone for the rest of your life when you're still dependent on them. Yes, my dad answered. Why did my father have to say yes in such a way? Made it sound like it's a total drag. Well, if I had children, I would want to make sure no monsters were hiding in their bedrooms. I would check their bedrooms every night from top to bottom so that they would know they were safe and they could go to sleep in peace. My father was always complaining about needing to check for monsters for me. My mom was less of a complainer about it though I think she felt the same way as my dad. Unfortunately, my mom was not home that night. If I remember correctly, she was out doing volleyball stuff with my sister. So I was stuck with my dad, and he was the one always telling me monsters did not exist and that I needed to grow up. I could be sure of the fact that he would, at some point, when I'd ask him to check for monsters, would say, Do I really have to? This doesn't make any sense. Dad, could you turn the light on in my bedroom? It's dark in there. I knew how much he hated that, but I really did not like going into a dark room. He took a minute, but he came to turn it on anyway while complaining. You're standing right there, only two steps away from the light switch. But you won't do it yourself? I knew he wouldn't understand but I tried to explain it anyway. It's dark in there. 
That was all I shared with him. There was more I could say, but I didn't. When you don't like dark places like me, it's because you know about monsters. And it's hard to talk about monsters with people who don't know anything about them. Oh, Dad, could you turn on the bathroom light as well? My dad had already started walking back to the kitchen to clean up dinner. But he did one of those I am annoyed sighs that go like this. And came back to turn the light on in the bathroom. I took my time getting myself ready for bed. Tonight I was wearing a pair of purple pajamas. The reason why I mentioned that is because I have figured out a way to confuse monsters. Anybody who is going to sneak up on somebody is going to wait for a little bit first to observe. Monsters would do the same. So, if a monster had been observing me yesterday and he decided he was going to attack me tonight, he'd be surprised to find someone different here. Yesterday, I was wearing yellow pajamas, and they looked very different from my purple ones. So I had tricked the monster again. The monster might come back tomorrow to eat a purple-looking boy, but he'll find, to his surprise, a green boy instead. I've done this trick now for almost a year, and it has worked every time. Because no monsters attacked me yet. I would call that a big success, wouldn't you? I was now ready to go to bed. I called my dad over. Dad, can you come check for monsters now? He slowly came and checked around my room. He looked under the bed and in the closet and told me, No monsters here. Now go to bed and straight to sleep. But you have not checked behind the curtains and in the drawers yet, I protested. My dad was obviously annoyed. Do I really have to? This doesn't make any sense. See, I told you he was going to say that. Don't get me wrong, I get his side of the story. He has been checking for monsters for years and he has never found one. Never ever. He has always believed it meant that after he looked and he had not found one, it meant there weren't any monsters. I, on the other hand, knew better. The fact that he had looked but not found one meant he had not looked well enough. That's why we have a conflict. My dad, though, did his duty and checked the last couple of places while I was already in bed. Afterwards, he came over to say goodnight. But really, he came over to tell me how things needed to go tonight. It's time to go straight to sleep now. Lights off and don't turn it back on to check for monsters. And especially don't come and get me for anything, not even to check if there's a monster under the stack of clothes in the corner. I checked everywhere, and there's no monster in your room. Understood? He walked out the door, but before he closed it behind him, he turned off the light and said, I love you. Now how was that love? If he really loved me, he would be more enthusiastic about protecting me from monsters. Oh well. I counted the five to make sure he had left and turned the light back on. I wanted to double check one more time. I had a light on my nightstand that was easy for me to turn on. I looked around the room one more time before I hung over the edge of the bed to be able to see under it. Everything looked good. But that doesn't mean anything. We all know monsters are good at hiding. I put my head back on the pillow and I reached for the light switch. I always knew that monsters prefer to jump on you when you first turn off the light. 
But I came up with a solution for that. What I did was I turned off the light, but did it only for one second and turned it straight back on. That's the way I always scare them. You want to surprise them instead of them surprising you. Then, next, I simply laid there with the light switch in my hand, making sure I didn't hear any strange sounds. If I heard any sounds I didn't like, I would quickly turn the light back on, so I could see if it was a monster. But that night, things were quiet, so I let go of the light switch. I was now ready for a good night of sleep. I took a deep breath and relaxed my body. But as soon as I did, I heard this voice. When I get you, I'm gonna eat you. When I get you, I'm gonna eat you. It took me less than zero seconds to reach for the light switch. And I turned the light back on. Then I jumped out of my bed and tried to reach for my lightsaber next to my bed. This did not work out the way I had planned it. For one, because I moved so fast turning my light back on, my wrist had gotten caught up with the cord connecting my light. The other thing that I had gotten caught was my right foot with the sheets. So I and my whole body were jumping forward to defend myself against the monster that was about to attack me. But I did not get any further than one step and then fell back with my wrist and foot being caught. And now I ended up laying there, all stuck right next to the edge of my bed. And I could not move an inch. What made it worse was that my light from the nightstand ended up falling over and was laying right in front of me. And it was shining super bright and annoyingly right in my face. Which also meant I could not really see what was going on in the room because the light was too blinding. And I'd have no idea if that monster was about to attack me. I said some bad words because of this towards the monster, but I also told him, If you lay one finger on me, you're really gonna get it. I think it worked, because that monster did not come to get me, and I was able to untangle myself from my bed sheets and the light cord in peace. I got up, grabbed my plastic lightsaber, and searched the room one more time. I'll tell you this. It's unbelievable how good monsters are at hiding. Especially if you think about it. They're not small either. The room had been searched through at least five times and still the monster wasn't found yet. And we all know the fact that there was a monster in my room. Guaranteed. But where was he hiding? The only way I could find out was by pretending to go to sleep. First, I had to get all my covers back on the bed, and I had to put the light back on the nightstand as well. I turned the light, so that when it was on, the light would shine away from me towards the rest of the room. It was one of those lights with a twistable neck. You could turn it in any direction and even up. This way, I could blind the monster with the light first, and then quickly give it the death blow with my lightsaber. The last thing I did before I laid down was to put my lightsaber above my pillow. Because I figured it would be easier for me to grab it that way. And I tucked it away in the sneakiest way possible. I kept my body in between the lightsaber and the rest of the room the whole time while I laid it down at the head of my bed. Right under the brown and yellow curtains that were blocking the windows that my bed was right under. 
I also had the bright light from my nightstand still blinding anybody who was trying to see what I was up to. I needed to be on my A-game because that monster was probably super ready and hungry to attack me. For years, I had known this moment would come. But still, I was not going to let that happen. I was going to make sure he was dead before he would ever lay a single hand on me. But for now, all I could do was wait. I had to lure him out by pretending I was going to sleep. First, I did that same handy trick where I turned the light off and straight back on. One of the reasons why I did that was because it makes the monsters confused a little and they will not be able to attack me at their best. I turned the light off and back on. I looked around to see if any monsters had gotten out from their hiding places yet, but they were not. The next step was to leave the light off for a longer period, but still have my hand on the light switch. After a couple of seconds, I heard a weird sound and quickly turned the light back on. I still did not see anything. I looked around, and as I looked around, I realized I had been the one making the weird sound by moving my head around on the pillow as I looked for the monster while still laying in the bed. Never mind. My bad. I turned the light off again and kept my hand on the light switch. I listened closely, but I made sure I did not move my head again while I did this. Everything was quiet. All I heard were the crickets outside, but nothing else. My arm was getting tired from reaching over to the light switch, so that I decided to let go of the light switch by pulling my arm back in before it would fall off. My eyes were staring in the dark trying to see anything, but they were starting to feel heavy as well, and I could feel myself start to drift off to sleep when I heard that voice again. When I get you, I'm gonna eat you. When I get you, I'm going to eat you. At first, I was even fine with it. I was almost fully asleep and I was thinking, Oh yeah, someone is saying when I get at you, I'm going to eat you. That's okay. That's someone who wants to eat me. But then I realized I had to defend my life and I snapped myself out of the sleepy state. I reached for my lightsaber while I reached for the light switch at the same time. Everything went well this time. I turned the light on with no problem and I had my lightsaber firmly placed in my hand. I swung the lightsaber in front of me, and I was surely ready to defend myself from any monsters, no matter how big or how many. But what I was not aware of was that I did not just grab the lightsaber. I had also grabbed hold of the corner of the curtain in the same hand. As I moved my arm forward, I could feel it hold me back, so I did not pull that arm forward anymore. But then, as I was turned half away, my superior vision could still from the corner of my eyes see this yellow monster that was in the corner of my room. So I immediately swung my arm forward even harder. And the curtain came with. And because the curtain came with, the curtain rod came with. And because the curtain rod came with, the connectors in the wall came with. As I pulled them out of the wall with my surprising superior strength. But all this gave me such a sudden jolt forward, I ended up doing a somersault forward and landed in the bottom drawer of my dresser. The one I had left open 
when I was doing the last big search through my entire room for that monster. That drawer was my sweater drawer, so I should have been fine, but I had thrown all of my sweaters onto the floor looking for any monsters. What could have been a soft and gentle landing turned out to be a hard and noisy landing. It also turned out that my landing was so hard that the bottom of the drawer gave way, which made me drop through it. There was a moment where I thought I should have been concerned about that, but I remembered something more important. I had just seen a monster in my very own room. I still had my lightsaber in my hand, and I was ready to fight that yellow monster that was in the corner of my room. But when I looked over to that corner, I did not see a yellow monster. But I did see my yellow onesie pajamas from last night stretched out over the chair. I still looked around to see if there actually was a yellow monster in my room, but I kind of knew already that I had been wrong about that. When I looked around, I did find out all the damage I had done to the curtain, the curtain rod, and the wall I had pulled it from. One of the connectors to the wall was still attached, the one furthest away from my bed. The other two were pulled away and out of the wall, and the rod was dangling down from that one wall connection all the way over to my bed, where that end of the rod was now resting on the bed and both the curtains from either side had slid down to the bottom end and were now draped over my bed and floor. It looked like a disaster area all around, especially with all my sweaters covering the floor from here to there. I was getting real tired of this monster bothering me like this, and I was also just really getting tired because it was getting late. I had a long day, and tomorrow was going to be another long day. Basically. I needed my beauty sleep. Why did I say that? Oh, I know. Whenever I get tired, I start sounding like my mom. So what could I do? I got up out of the drawer, but as I did, I could hear some fabric tearing. So when I got up all the way, I checked my behind, and sure enough, my pants had gotten stuck on a piece of the ripped wood from the bottom shelf, and now my pajama bottoms were ripped as well. Ugh. I was going to have a lot of explaining to do the next day. And the fact that it was all because of a monster was not going to help one bit. I tucked the ripped part of my pajama bottoms into my underwear so that my behind would not get too cold at night. And I climbed back into my bed and got myself ready for sleep. It was not like New Year's Eve where you're all excited about to stay up late. If anything, it was the opposite. Hey, stay up late so you can be eaten by a monster. Yippee! Not really, now is it? Monster, will you get it over with already? It was hard, but I tried to keep the talking to a minimum. I did not want my dad to hear me. He just gets so grumpy with me whenever I say anything about monsters. I swear, a monster could be sitting right on top of me trying to decide if he wanted to eat one of my fingers first or if he wanted to start on one of my toes first. And if I'd say to my dad, Dad, a monster is eating me. He'd look over and tell me, Stop making that stuff up. There's no such thing as monsters. Of course I tried to point out the obvious part to him by explaining, But dad, don't you see this monster is about to eat me up? He would put his hands on his hips all annoyingly and tell me, You deserve to be eaten by a monster. If you keep making up all this stuff about monsters. Now that's bad, isn't it? 
And also, I don't think he would be too impressed with me if he saw what a disaster my room was. Anyway, I dropped myself back on the bed, and this time I was not even going to bother about doing my light switch trick. I just turned off the light after I pulled the curtain away that was laying all over it. I laid my head down and closed my eyes. I took a deep breath and decided that if there was a monster in my room, he was just going to have to eat me asleep. That's right, I was not going to stay up late to wait to get eaten by a monster. Of course there was the part about defending myself, but I had gotten too tired. I decided to give up. In the case this monster thought I would taste better if I put up a big fight first, well, it would have to just wait till after I got a good night's sleep first. How about that, Mr. Monster? Or Mrs. Monster? I don't even know about monsters. Do both the male and the female monster hunt? With lions, only the females hunt and not the males. But with most other hunting animals, I think they both hunt. And if they caught me, yikes, would they drag me away and feed me to their young ones? They're cute little monsters. Are monsters cute when they are little? Like every other species is? Huh. Wait a minute. My mom sometimes calls me, you little monster. But never mind. I'm off to dreamland. Bye-bye. I'm taking a trip to Neverland. Farewell, my friends. I'm going to sleep now. When I get ya, I'm gonna eat ya. When I get ya, I'm gonna eat ya. When I get ya, I'm gonna eat ya. Ah, I basically was asleep already and you wake me up again. I could hear my dad had the TV on at this point so he could not hear anything any longer. There was nothing holding me back from letting this monster know how I felt about him. I sat up in bed. I cleared my voice and quickly made up my mind on how I was going to start. I felt I should be polite no matter how angry I was. After all, I was a firm believer of giving everyone the respect they deserved. Dear Monster, If you have a moment, there are a couple of things I'd like to share with you. You are the biggest pain in the butt in the entire world! You are a complete waste of toilet paper. You are eternally undeserving of dessert, cookies, and ice cream. And if you are such a monster, like you are pretending to be, why don't you come out and get me? But no, you are too scared. How can a monster be a scaredy cat? Don't they teach you anything better in monster school? You are the worst excuse of a monster there ever was. Next lifetime, you should just come back as a trash can because you are wasting my time. Whew. I was out of breath and out of things to say. I thought I was at least going to draw out some sort of reaction from this monster for this, but I got nothing. None. Zero. Nil. It was more quiet in my bedroom than my classroom whenever the principal walked in with his angry face. While I had been raging, I had some energy, but after that, I just felt super tired. I needed my beauty sleep, and my to-do list for tomorrow simply required I get a good night's rest. Uh-oh. I started sounding like my mom again. A true sign I was getting tired. 
I plopped myself on the bed, turned the light off, and pulled the pillow over my head in an attempt to make the world stop being incredibly annoying. So I could finally get some sleep. I turned myself around and took a deep breath. When that monster spoke up again, when I get ya, I'm gonna eat ya. When I get ya, I'm gonna eat ya. I was furious. I was beside myself. I raced out of bed and was ready to fight. Lightsaber or no lightsaber? Lights on or no lights on? Though turning the lights on might have been a good idea. Now, I ended up running into the opposite wall and fell backwards. I merely got up, turned the big light on, and started the most in-depth search for a big monster you have ever seen. I left no stone unmoved. I started moving everything in my room around, even the big furniture, because I was determined to find out where or where that bully monster was hiding. I knew that as soon as I was going to find that monster, I was probably going to regret it but I could not hold myself back any longer. The suffering had gone on for too long and I was determined to get to the bottom of this. I moved my bed over so I could see on all sides of it. I moved my dresser forward. Maybe monsters could even make themselves really small and they can squeeze themselves behind a dresser or behind some books on the bookshelf. Either way, I pulled all my books from the bookshelf. I even dumped out all my Legos out of the containers I keep them in. But in all that commotion, I heard that voice again. And I quickly peeked my ears to determine from what direction the voice came. It seemed to come from the direction of my bedroom door. Had the monster been outside of my door the whole time? And that's why I had not been able to find him thus far? Well, that would explain a lot. For one thing, it would explain why I was still alive. Maybe monsters were not good at opening doors, and that's why he keeps threatening to eat me. He wants to trick me into coming out, and then he'd grab me. So the one thing I should not do is open the door. But if I left the door closed, I might never find out if I was right. Ah, what should I do? Think, think, think. I was too weak. I had to open the door, even if it was going to cost me my life. I put my hand on the door handle and watched how my hand was shaking as it took hold of the handle. Everything had gone quiet again, but I was not letting myself be fooled again. I looked around the room for my lightsaber, and it took me a second to find it because it was hard to find anything with the big mess I'd made. I tiptoed over there because I did not want to step on any of the million Lego pieces that I had thrown onto the ground. I grabbed it and tiptoed back to the door. I took a deep breath and got myself ready. This monster was going to get it. I was determined to count to three before I'd opened the door. One, two, maybe I should count to five and then open the door. Five is my lucky number, after all. One, two, three, four. Maybe I should count to seven, actually, and then open the door. Yeah. One, two, three, 
four, five, six. I don't really like the number seven that much. Maybe I should count to ten and then open the door. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. What comes after seven again? Oh, yes. Eight, nine, ten. I quickly opened the door and swung my lightsaber around. But I must say, I'm not sure if I hit anything because I had my eyes closed because maybe I was a little scared. I was pretty sure I had not hit anyone because I did not hear anyone yell, Ow! Mommy! Or something like that. I slowly opened one eye and let that one look around for a second to make sure no one was out there. I opened the other eye and looked down the hallway to either side. This was weird. There was no monster in the hallway. I dropped my guard and tried to figure out how this all could make any sense. But you know what? It did not make any sense. It did not make any sense at all. I did not know what to do at this point, so I turned around and noticed how messy my room was. Messy was probably a kind word for something that looked more like the effect an atomic bomb being dropped on my bedroom would have had. Well, I just have to explain to my parents that a monster did it. No, they wouldn't believe that. Honesty is always the best solution, so I just have to tell them a monster was threatening to eat me. Though this is true, they might still not believe it. It looked very much like I had a problem on my hands, and I probably did. It was always a surprise to me to see how easy it is to make a mess in only a couple of seconds. Yet cleaning that same mess up could sometimes take days. When I get older, I'm going to be an inventor and come up with a solution for that. But it was time for me to pull myself back together. I should go back in my bedroom, ignore the mess, and jump straight into bed to get some sleep. But just as I was about to move forward on that plan, I noticed something interesting behind a trash can. And by the way, the white plastic trash can was probably the only thing still standing in its original place. Everything else had been thrown over or upside down in my search for the bothersome monster. But maybe I should leave this part out, though. Yeah, I might not tell you guys about what I discovered. I just can't tell you the truth here. It's too embarrassing. Could you do me a favor? Can you try to imagine that I caught a monster that was seven feet tall? He was super strong and he put up a good fight. But I won in the end. He was green with purple spots and spikes all over his back. He had horns on his forehead and big, ugly-looking yellow teeth that he was trying to bite me with in my neck. He got close a couple of times as we rolled around fighting, but I was strong enough to fight him off every time. Can you believe it how this seven-foot big and tall monster had been hiding behind my little plastic basket the whole time? Neither can I. Okay, I will tell you the truth. Here is what really happened. 
I was about to walk back into my room when from the corner of my eye, I caught something moving. I looked behind the trash can to see what it was. And you are not going to believe me. It was a dwarf. He was not even 20 inches tall. He looked cute. He had a nice matching red jacket with a red hat on. I believe his pants were greenish. At first he looked nice, but all of a sudden his expression changed and he looked kind of scary. He brought his right hand up and I was prepared for the worst. Maybe this little guy was a black belt in something like karate or judo or anything Asian. You never know. I just figured I should be careful. But he took me by surprise when he pulled the following move. He pulled it off so fast as well, like he had practiced it a bunch of times. On the right hand that he had brought out so rapidly, he brought forward the index finger on that hand and he stuck this in his own nose. Next, I heard the following words. When I get you, I'm gonna eat you. When I get you, I'm gonna eat you. I started laughing really hard when I came to realize why I had been so scared this entire evening. I could not help myself but laugh and laugh. He was just like me and he still ate his boogers. <laughs> nice. But the dwarf was not impressed with my laughter. And he let me know. Can you stop laughing? I'm digging for gold here and that's serious business. I tried my best not to laugh too loud. Though it was really hard not to. I was thinking about how scared I had been and how I almost peed my pants. In fact, I've been so close to doing so, I had to double check to make sure I had not actually made that mistake of wetting my pants by accident. My jammy bottoms fell dry, so I lucked out. I was a happy young man. I thought I was going to be dead by now, but I still got to live longer. And I got to watch a dwarf pick through his nose. Just as that thought crossed my mind, I witnessed this dwarf pull out his finger from his nose with a big booger stuck to the end of it. He looked at it for a second before he decided to stick it in his mouth. Wow, that's kind of gross. I know I do it myself, and it tastes really good. But watching somebody else eat their boogers is kind of disgusting. Really. I figured this would be a good time to address him. Excuse me, but why are you in my room? The dwarf looked up at me and raised his shoulders. What can I do? My parents don't let me pick my nose, so I have to go somewhere. Wow, I was learning all kinds of cool stuff. But why did you come to my room to pick your nose? I've seen you come in here and pick your nose, and I know you eat your boogers still as well. I told him, that's really cool, and you're always welcome to pick your boogers in my room and eat them too. But if you're done now, would you mind leaving because I want to get some sleep? The dwarf said, sure, and thanks for letting me dig my nose here. I appreciate it. He looked around for a second and then said, can I give you some advice? You should clean up your room. I was about to answer him, but I realized it was going to take too long to explain. So instead, I stepped aside and showed him the door. As I laid in bed, I wondered how he was going to let himself out the house. All of a sudden, I hear my mother's voice scream, Ah! 
One of my rain boots is upside down, moving around by itself. Ah! I could not help but smile. I figured my new friend the dwarf had come up with a good disguise when leaving the house at the same time as my mother got home. Things were looking up for me. This new friend was going to be super helpful with coming up with all kinds of tricks. Yes. I hear my mom and sister walk down the hallway when my mom said, Grace, you get ready for bed while I check on your brother. I panicked. Usually I like this moment because you pretend to be asleep and sometimes she says something and she has no idea you can hear. But tonight I already knew what she was going to say. She was going to complain about how messy my room was. I needed to think of something quick to soften the blow. I decided to stick my thumb in my mouth. Something I used to do when I was still a toddler. Hopefully she would still see me as cute and innocent. I could hear the door open, and even with my eyes closed, I could tell the light was coming in. I had my thumb in my mouth and tried to look my cutest. She gasped and she immediately called my dad over. In the meantime, she swung the door open even wider, probably to let more light in and assess the disaster area even better. My dad was not even there yet, but my mom started to complain to him already. I'm not here one night, and this is what happens? My dad, who was about to get to my room, responds, What do you mean? Followed up a second later, when I guess he was able to see for himself. What in the name happened here? This room was clean when I tucked him in. My sister got curious and had to come see for herself because I could hear her say, Oh, the little stinker is in trouble now. In the meantime, I shifted and pretended to have a bad dream, but just moaning a little. <coughs> While I kept my thumb firmly stuck in my mouth, and I tried to be as cute as I could be. My mom next said, He's having a dream, the little stinker. He's lucky he's so darn cute. Otherwise, I'm not sure I put up with this stuff. I'll have a talk with him in the morning. They closed the door, and my room became all dark again. I quickly pulled my thumb out of my mouth. I had been messing around with my mom's facial cream when I brushed my teeth, but I had not washed my hands afterwards, so my thumb was tasting absolutely horrible. I even licked my sleeve for a moment to get the taste out of my mouth. But either way, I soon fell asleep knowing things were going to be all right. But I should probably be on my best behavior tomorrow. I'll do my best. But I can't guarantee you anything. The end. The end of the story. The end. But there's more. Much more to come. So it's the end, but you know, not the end. The end. The end. Okay, I'll be right there, Mom. <laughs>